So it's nice to be here in Bizek, Iskan, Iskan Zagreb, in case anyone is in doubt, in Temple of Shishigor Nitai. Thank you all for coming on this uh, sunny Friday afternoon. What's the date today? 20... 30th. Wow, it's already the end of the month. Okay. And we're reading from Bhagavad Gita. How fortunate we are. <clears throat> a lot of people are doing a lot of other things <laughs> on Friday afternoon. <clears throat> but we are reading Bhagavad Gita. And we're reading from chapter 2. Contents of the Gita summarized. This chapter is usually called uh, Sankhya Yoga. Everyone's okay with English or translation is wanted. Translation Yagya. <laughs> okay, we can chant. Shall we chant this verse? Yes. No? Yes. No? Yes. Okay. Yogasta Kurukarmani Yogasta Kurukarmani Yogasta Kurukarmani Yogasta Kurukarmani Sangam Chatvadanantaya Sangam Chatvadanantaya Sangam Chatvadanantaya Sangam Chatvadanantaya Sidya Sidyo Samobhutva Siddhya Siddhyo Samobhutva Siddhya Siddhyo Samobhutva Samatvam Yoga Uchyate Samatvam Yoga Uchyate Samatvam Yoga Uchyate Samatvam Yoga Uchyate Yoga Sta Kuru Karmani Yoga Sta Kuru Karmani Sangam Chakvadananjaya Sangam Chakvadananjaya Siddhya Siddhya Samobhutva Siddhya Siddhya Samobhutva Samatvam Yoga Uchyate Samatvam Yoga Uchyate Okay, what does it mean? Yoga Sta Yoga Sta Equiposed Kuru, perform. perform. Karmani, Karmani, your duties. duties. Sangam, attachment. Tyatva, giving up. Dananjaya, O Arjuna. Siddhi, 
Asidya, in success and failure. Sama, ikopost. Bhutva, becoming. Samatvam, equanimity. Yoga, yoga. Uchade is called. Translation and purport, Christ Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Śrīla Prabhupāda Ki Jaya. Translation, perform your duty equiposed, O Arjuna, uh, abandoning all attachment to success or failure. Such equanimity is called yoga. Purport, Krishna tells Arjuna that he should act in yoga. And what is that yoga? Yoga means to concentrate the mind upon the Supreme by controlling the ever-disturbing senses. And who is the Supreme? The Supreme is the Lord. And because he himself is telling Arjuna to fight, Arjuna has nothing to do with the results of the fight. Gain or victory are Krishna's concern. Arjuna is simply advised to act according to the dictation of Krishna. Dictation, you know this word? The order. The following of Krishna's dictation is real yoga. And this is practiced in the process called Krishna consciousness. By Krishna consciousness only can one give up the sense of proprietorship. Proprietorship, you know what that means? Ownership. <laughs> one has to become the servant of Krishna or the servant of the servant of Krishna. That is the right way to discharge duty in Krishna consciousness, which alone can help one to act in yoga. Arjuna is a kshatriya, and as such, he is participating in the Varnashrama institution. It is said in the Vishnu Purana that in the Varnashram Dharma, the whole aim is to satisfy Vishnu. No one should satisfy himself, as is the rule in the material world. But one should satisfy Krishna. So, unless one satisfies Krishna, one cannot correctly observe the principles of Varnashram Dharma. Indirectly, Arjuna was advised to act as Krishna told him. Ooh. So ends Prophet's purport. Yogasta kurukarmani sangam tyaktva tananjaya sitya sityo samobhutva samatvam yoga ujjate. It's a nice verse giving a kind of definition of yoga in terms of uh, 
samatvam. Uh, we have the word sama in this verse and samatvam. And they're pretty much the same, but samatva is what would be called the abstract noun. <laughs> abstract noun. In English, uh, we say things like uh, happiness. So happy is uh, describing a, a mood, and happiness is, that would be the abstract noun. So you have in Croatian, what do you have? You do the same thing, but how is it you say it? Happiness, happy, happiness. Srecha. Srecha. And being happy. Srecha. Sretana. Sretana. Okay. Yeah. Mm. In Polish, szczęśliwe. <laughs> Everyone laughs, but they are laughing when they hear Croatian. <laughs> it's the material world. Yeah, um, and then, it's interesting, Prabhupada is translating also yoga sta as equiposed. Well, okay, um, again, as in many cases, it could be that he's taking it from one of the commentators. But more literally, yoga sta means standing, standing in yoga. Sta means to stand, to be situated. Um, situated where? You can say in yoga. Uh, situated, standing, or Prabhupada would often say fixed. Be fixed, be fixed up, fixed in yoga. And then uh, Kuru Karmani. Kuru is the um, Imperative, you know this word? Imperative means you must do it. So it's a command. And it's, uh, he's addressing Arjuna, so it's second person. There's two, two persons speaking to each other. And so he's speaking to Arjuna. Do, what should he do? Karmani activities. How should he do activities? Um, yoga sta, being standing in yoga. Uh, so whatever you do, be, do it within this, uh, we say in modern English, uh, in the space of yoga. Be in the space of yoga. Sangam uh, tyakta. So then we have in this verse two, two times there's tyaktva and bhutva, and in English these are called gerund. So, having given up tyaktva, having given up what? Sangam. Now, sangha we usually think of means association, um, but what does it mean literally? It means sangha, going together, 
And going together is often, well, it's kind of the opposite of going apart, <laughs> separating. And so here, in this context, it means attachment. And it's interesting, I think, just strikes me, strikes me now, that Krishna is addressing Arjuna as Dananjaya. What does Dananjaya mean? Yes, conqueror of wealth. Uh, what's the story related to this in the Mahabharata? What's the, what's the background of this? Yes, he went out and uh, did some fundraising. <laughs> Actually, he just went, where did he go? Somewhere up in the Himalaya, where, if I, it's years since I heard this, but uh, there had been a yagya at a previous time, and it was uh, maybe a previous age, and uh, the, the priests and all those involved, they had just left all the paraphernalia there even though it was pure gold. <laughs> they were so, yeah, oh, some gold, so what? What can you do with gold? You can't eat it. <laughs> so they just left it there, and then Arjuna came and picked it all up, and uh, suddenly had all the goods for financing another sacrifice. So that's interesting because, uh, why is that interesting? Well, Sangam Tyaktva Dananjaya. Oh, oh Dananjaya, you who have won wealth, in effect he's saying, be detached from what you have gained. Could be take, taken that way. <clears throat> so we have Tyaktva, this having given up, or give, it can also have a sense of giving up, so while you're giving up. Uh, Sarvadharman prityajya, this parityajya, is another form of this gerund. So having given up all forms of dharma. Sarvadharman prityajya mamekam sharanamraja. Sangam tyaktva. Dhananjaya, having or giving up, uh, being detached from attachment, <laughs> uh, then Siddhya Asiddhya Oho Samaha, made into Samo because of Sandhi, Samaha Bhutva, Bhutva in this case, having become. Having, having become, from Bhutva, having become Samaha, um, with regard to Siddhi and Asiddhi. What's Siddhi? Yeah, success can also mean perfection. Yeah. Um, and asiddhi must mean probably the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Although technically, according to one source I read, uh, the a uh, 
in the front of a word doesn't necessarily mean the opposite. It can also mean less. So perfect, perfect or not so perfect. <laughs> but anyway, in this context, probably it means the opposite. Siddhi, asiddhiya, asiddhi, samaha, be equal in success and failure. And then comes the last line, the definition, samatvam, yoga. Uchate, and that's also interesting. Why is uchate? It is said. It's a kind of um, in, uh, impersonal sort of a expression. So Krishna, who is Krishna? He's none other than Bhagavan. He's the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He is the Supreme Authority in all matters concerning yoga. After all, he's Yogeshwara. That's mentioned at the end of the Gita. He is Lord of Yoga. But here he's being humble. <laughs> he's saying, it is said, it is said that yoga, that samatvam is yoga, that uh, this uh, um, e being equipose is yoga. That's yoga. You want, you want to be considered a yogi, then be equiposed in success and failure and everything else. Hmm. So that's the idea. And then Prabhupada in his purport um, is uh, very clear to insist uh, that practice of yoga is about practicing Krishna consciousness. Um, it's mm, the following of Krishna's dictation is real yoga. <laughs> uh, so Prabhupada brings in the point, uh, which he often does, of authority. I've been listening to lectures of Prabhupada uh, on um, verses in the beginning of this chapter, near the beginning, when uh, Krishna first speaks, Sri Bhagavan Uvacha, and Srila Prabhupada very often will speak three quarters of his lecture on just this point. Who is Bhagavan and why that's significant that it's Bhagavan who is speaking, the Bhagavad Gita. Okay, but here he's saying, Samatvam Yoga Uchate, it is said. Uh, and this is kind of elaborating on the previous verse, karmanyevadikaraste ma paleshu kadachana ma karma palehiturbur ma te sango astu akarmani. You have a right, adhikara, you have a right to perform your prescribed duty, but you're not entitled to the fruits. Ma paleshu. At any time, kadachana. Ma karma palehetu. Uh, you're not the cause of the fruits, or don't, uh, do not be the cause of the fruits. Uh, ma te sangaha astu akarmani. Uh, and don't be attached to not doing your duty. 
This verse was quoted to me one time in South India. I was traveling with uh, His Holiness Bhaktivedanta Swami and uh, the late His Holiness Hotra Swami. We were traveling around. Um, well, I won't say we were kind of being like tourists. <laughs> And we were in Kerala, and we and Sahodra Maharaj really wanted to visit this one town uh, called Haripada, in which there's a, a snake temple where they worship snakes. He wanted to see that. Okay, so we went there. I've told some of you this story, I think, and. Uh, so we got, we got into a, a guest house and uh, then Bhaktivedanta Swami and I went to go shopping for some boga. And while we were in the market, we got a tap on the shoulder and it was a policeman and he said, please come with me. Didn't explain why, he said, quite definitely, you're coming with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we went uh, to the police station and we sat for some time in the reception and then, and then we were brought into the, he must have been the police chief, into his office one at a time, separately. We were taken in and we were interviewed because we were dressed like this and this made them wonder. This was a smaller town, not probably, maybe the first time they had seen Western Hare Krishnas, I don't know. Uh, but uh, the policeman was kind of testing me whether I really, you know, if I'm, if I'm the real thing. <laughs> so we got discussing Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> And I was, initially I was kind of worried, maybe he's Christian and therefore he's not going to be happy with a, a Western Hare Krishna. Whatever he was, at one point he quoted this verse. This is the verse that practically anyone who says they know Bhagavad Gita in India, this is the verse they know. He looked at his assistant like, you see, I know Bhagavad Gita, huh? <laughs> so uh, after, they, after he interviewed us both, he um, said, okay, now you can go. Okay, um, can we ask just why <laughs> you were calling us and interviewing us? Yeah, he said that um, in a few days the Prime Minister of India is coming to this, to our city, and uh, we're just checking any strangers, foreigners coming in. We don't want any trouble. Oh, okay. <laughs> we weren't planning. We're just going shopping. We just want, we just want to visit a snake temple. <laughs> <clears throat> so
So ever since then, I've been associating this verse with that, with that episode and that gentleman. Right, so um, let me see now if I have this properly available. So perfection, siddhi, uh, or also uh, success, uh, is a word that Srila Prabhupada used quite a bit. And uh, so much so in his writings, in his lectures, hello, that, um, ah, what's now? Wouldn't you know it? Let's try that again. No, okay, come on. I guess I have to start it over. Um, yeah. Technology is great when it works and horrible when it doesn't work. Uh, that's probably going to make me lose that file. Let's see. Um, uh, okay, so Prabhupada used this word success a lot. We counted the numbers you can search in the database. I forgot the numbers now, but like thousands of times. Uh, and this got me thinking about how he's using that word and, and, and uh, you know, how does he, why? Why so much emphasis on success, especially when Krishna says, be equal in success and failure. Prabhupada also speaks about failure sometimes, but not nearly as much as success. And he does say, in other contexts, to be equiposed in success and failure. But he also, I don't know, he puts a lot of emphasis on success. What is that? Of course, he means what we would call spiritual success. So this got me uh, thinking, and I'm in the process of preparing what will be a so-called academic presentation just on this topic. There's going to be a conference probably next year uh, in... Okay, now... That's not what I wanted. This is what I wanted. Oh, that's amazing. It doesn't work. Shishigorni tire not gonna let me do it. It's never done this before. Let's see. Uh, see, I had myself all prepared, and Krishna said, "Yeah, yeah, you and your preparation." <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I have several quotes where Shila Bravada is referring to success. And I wanted to refer to some of these, but that's not going to happen. So what we can do instead is um, we can discuss what do we understand about success um, in general and maybe more success, more specifically um, for ourselves. 
do we consider ourselves successful in our practice of Krishna consciousness? And if so, what do we mean by that? What do we mean by success? And what would, what would failure be? Um, yeah, we used to say, Getting warm. Back in the old days, when someone took up Krishna consciousness, and then after some time they, we didn't see them, uh, we would say, "Oh, that person blooped, blooped," uh, and that became a, <laughs> that became an, an iskon, became part of iskon. Lexicon. <laughs> you, do you say like that in, in yeah, also in Croatian? Blupno. Blupno. We just took the English Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, also in German, they say gebloopt. <laughs> Gebloopt. Yeah, so that would have been considered, you know, big time failure. Um, nowadays, I don't know, we don't hear that so much. And it's more like, instead of blooping, it's more like fading away. Um, fading out, fading back in. Um, hmm. But there's a lot of sense, I think, in our uh, culture, in our society, that we are sort of, we're somehow the chosen ones. I guess we get some kind of uh, sense of rightness from that. Um, you know, that idea of being the chosen ones, uh, that goes way back in Western history. Of course, the, the Jewish, um, <coughs> Jewish tradition was all about how God, God's chosen people um, were, he made a covenant. You, you know this word, covenant? Um, a contract, basically. God makes a contract with his chosen people, and when they follow his, his contract, then all is well, and when they don't follow it, they're in big trouble. Hmm. Um, that was, <laughs> I guess, in simple terms. That's the the ancient uh, J Jewish idea. Mm. Um, there's other, other groups, uh, religious groups. What is it? Uh, the um, Jehovah's Witnesses, they say 100,000 are chosen. No room for the rest of us. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 this must be an 
know, an incomplete, an, a faulty, a misrepresentation because it doesn't make sense <laughs> uh, to me because they're also preaching. They want more and more people to join. What happens, thousands that will come to God and then they will manage to, but everybody else will wait in the They'll manage that everyone else would? This 100,000 will come with God and then they will uh, manage the earth. They'll manage the earth for the rest of us. For the rest of us. Oh, okay. That sounds a little bit like uh, the British Empire. <laughs> the British Empire managed India with approximately 100,000 people. That's what I read or heard. In other words, you know, millions and millions of people, they managed it with 100,000. So, <laughs> who got that idea from whom? The British got it from the Jehovah's Witnesses or the Jehovah's Witnesses from the British? I know. Uh, okay, perfection, Sid, Sid, Siddha. Anyone want to share any thoughts you have? Uh, your your um, impressions, your feelings about this idea of perfection or success in spiritual life? <coughs> any thoughts? Anything? Deva, Devarshi Narayan, you look like you have something to say. <laughs> I think when we are not success every morning, we can see if we are success with chanting Japa or not success, like today was good or not. Uh -huh. just, just getting up in the morning and chanting Hare Krishna, 16 rounds. That's listening. And listening, good, yes. Then you can say, okay, I'm a success today. And tomorrow we start all over again, right? <laughs> okay, yes. Mataji Samitri said to follow the principles and chant around year after year, year after year, week of Year after year. <laughs> okay, that's nice. Yes, yes. Um, our authorities and other devotees are satisfied with us. Ah, this sounds very hierarchical. Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay, Prabhupada mentions that in the purport, serving. Uh, Krishna, or serving the servants of Krishna. Um, yeah, he says one has to become the servant of Krishna or the servant of the servant of Krishna. Um, and where does he say it? The, the measure of success, I think he uses that word here, um, is to see that Krishna is satisfied. Um, to which then one may ask, how do we know if Krishna is satisfied, right? Well, 
Himavati, Mataji, asked Srila Prabhupada, how do I know if uh, the deities are satisfied? She was the pujari. How do I know? And Prabhupada said, well, if you see Krishna smiling, <laughs> then you know that Krishna is satisfied. And me, in my skepticism, thought, oh, that can't be right. Because Krishna is always smiling. The deity is made, so he's always smiling, even if he doesn't want to smile. Krishna's smiling. But Prabhupada said, if you see Krishna smiling, he's satisfied. <coughs> but we could take that as meaning, yes, he's smiling in his sort of usual way, but to really see him smiling, not just in, in a sort of fixed sort of way, but when you really feel he's really smiling, then, you know, satisfied. Hmm. Sounds like the dogs are having their kirtan now. <laughs> Anything else? Other ideas about success? How do we feel about failure? Hmm. Hmm. Yes. I don't know if I can enlighten you. <laughs> the question was about, as Prabhupada is mentioning in the purport, um, gain or victory are Krishna's concern. Arjuna is simply advised to act according to the dictation of Krishna. Mm. Gain or victory are Krishna's concern. And of course, um, Krishna tells Arjuna in the 11th canto, Nimitta Matrambhava, <clears throat> Savya Sachin, just be my instrument um, and don't worry about the result. So being the instrument. So the, 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 the it, it's a kind of key, it's a very key point in uh, the principle of bhakti. You could say it's the core of Bhakti ethics is that one is working or acting or doing to please someone else and whatever the result is, that's all we would say in English, it's on his, it's on his account. It's on his account. It's not it's not on our account. This is the whole issue with regard to the problem of karma, right? This is why 
This is why the Gita is considered uh, very special in all the Vedic literature. It's giving a solution to the problem of karma, which is not that we should just stop everything and go to the Himalayas and meditate. Rather, it's saying, do your duty, whatever it is, and don't do it for yourself, do it for Krishna. <clears throat> and Krishna will take care of the rest. And Krishna tells us in the fourth chapter, Namang karmani limpanti name karma palespriha itimam yovijana tir karma virna sabadyate. Someone who understands na mam karmani limpanti. Limpanti means um, literally smeared. <laughs> they smear. Na karmani limpanti mam. Um, Actions do not implicate me. Namam karmani limpanti na me karma pale spriha. And there's no spriha, there's no longing on my part for karma pala, for the fruits. So that's interesting. Here, what we've been reading um, with 47 and now 48 is you don't have a right to the fruits. And Krishna is saying, I'm not interested in the fruit. Hmm, but there's fruit. <laughs> there will be fruit. <laughs> Whenever there's action, there's results of action. And that result, that is fruit. Um, so who gets the fruit? Well, Krishna gets it, but he's not interested in it. Hmm, okay. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, this is the idea that um, being the agent, the instrument. I, Prabhupada uses the word in, instrument, nimitta, and I think another word that can be used is agent. And agency um, has a kind of double sense in English. Anybody here is, a, is an insurance agent? Do we have any insurance agents here? No? Or uh, do we have any um, under FBI agents. <laughs> I don't think if we had, they would volunteer that information, would they? <laughs> um, so, the, so there, uh, the agent is one who is representing an organization, institution, right? In this context, representing the Supreme Person, Krishna. But in, um, in Anglophone, in, in English uh, philosophy of ethics, uh, the idea that we as human beings are agents of action is 
is a key concept. It has, it has the sense that we can intend for something to happen. It's not that we are simply patients, we are agents, we can make things happen. We can be intentional um, and therefore responsible. So with this double meaning, I think it's interesting to think how Krishna says, nimitta-matrambhava, uh, be my agent, be my representative, but also be responsible. You're, you're taking responsibility for uh, the person you're representing. Not just that, you know, I'm... I'm I'm just doing my job and I don't care anything. I don't have any responsibility. Success or failure doesn't matter to me. Um, that's, that's not the idea. The idea is doing one's duty with all uh, in purpose, with desire to, to have a good result. Another way that Srila Prabhupada spoke about success quite a lot uh, was the success of his mission. He was very proud of the success of his mission. Many times he would, um, he would brag. You know this word brag? To brag about something? Falisati, yeah. Yes, Srila Prabhupada would, Falisati. Uh, he would really, uh, especially he would brag to people in India about how successful his mission was in the West. We have so many temples. We are distributing so many books. We are collecting $100,000 a day. <laughs> he would say. <laughs> he was, uh, we can say, spiritually proud. Um, and he would speak of this as success. And he would contrast this with, um, at that time, what he saw, what he considered not success of other preachers of Krishna consciousness. Yeah. Right. Anything else about success? Oh, we were going to talk more about how we feel about failure. But yes, Gormitra, you were saying? Gormitra, uh, I'm thinking now uh, about the success. If somebody left from the Krishna consciousness to take distance from the Krishna consciousness, should we feel unsuccess in this situation if it goes with someone or if it has something? If I understand, you're asking, should we feel yes. failure if yes. one of our um, colleagues goes away and gives up? Should we feel failure? Yes and no. I mean, uh, sometimes it, it's not our failure as such. We may be doing 
all we can to encourage everyone. Um, but at the same time, it's true, we, we might, it's good to be, first of all, reflective. Is there something more I can do to inspire, to encourage uh, this person or to uh, keep going? And um, yes, it's nice. Many, many times we hear uh, someone kind of fades away, but the devotees kind of follow that person. No, we're not going to let you go so easily. <laughs> and they visit them, bring them prasadam, and uh, you know, talk about Krishna. And then, then the people who have the person who has faded away, they can't forget about Krishna. <laughs> I can't forget Krishna. <laughs> and then in this way they somehow maybe try again. Um, so, yeah, that could be a, a way of feeling, yes. We can also feel that as a collective, we may feel a certain collective failure. Why is it that so many who come through the door go back out the door and we don't see them? Why is that? What are we, what, what are we missing? Why is it that we are, are we being not so personal as we think we are? I always remember Sridhar Swami uh, giving a talk. I kind of think it was here in Croatia, but I don't, I'm not sure. He was telling about uh, some yoga center in New York City that he visited. And uh, he was, I don't know if he used this expression, but it's a kind of American slang. He said he was blown away by how personal they were, even though their philosophy is supposed to be impersonal. <laughs> so they were so personal. They were just so, yeah, so caring, so nice. And maybe we, maybe we're not as personal as we think we are <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Actually, yes, um, I was in Oxford a few weeks ago, and uh, we have this center there for uh, kind of academic studies, and um, well, there's one young man um, who is sort of connected with our center, and he's studying there. Um, he's from uh, the Philippines, bright fellow, and uh, he was telling me once that, yes, he joined the, uh, the temple in Australia once, in Brisbane, and he was with, with them for some time, but he decided to move on, so to say. Uh, but the point is, he told me one day, he said, oh, today I met one of the Hare Krishnas on the street just just over here, he was distributing books. And uh, he approached me and he offered me a Bhagavad Gita. 
And, uh, and I told this young man, I said, yes, I, I know Krishna, yes, I'm... Um, do you know about... He told, he told him, you know, I, I know the temple. Um, I've been at the temple in Australia. But this book distributor was kind of, I don't know, sort of in a programmed sort of mood. <laughs> Have you heard of Bhagavad Gita? You know, uh, excuse me, I was in the temple for, you know, several months or whatever it was. Why would I not know the Bhagavad Gita? <laughs> so sometimes uh, that, that sort of thing can happen. Mm. Yeah, but um, more generally, how do we feel about failure? Uh, yes, Govindan. I'm trying to look at success and failure as a fluid thing. Something uh, that is not final. Uh-huh. It's a fluid thing. So at the moment, I'm not satisfied with the situation, or I'm more satisfied with the situation, but can you change it more than did everyone hear what he said? Yes? More or less? Okay, so the, the idea of fluidity, so it's not the end of the world. The present situation is part of an ongoing story. Yes, things may be not where I want it to be, but Life goes on, keep going, and there will be something good happening. Uh, yes, Sundar Gopal. What comes to my mind is that the fish will tolerate it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it and what can you do? It already happens. So. <laughs> tolerate, okay. Toleration, that's Krishna's first practical instruction in the Bhagavad Gita. Everyone knows the verse. Matras parshas to kanteya. Tangstitikshasva bharata. Yeah, just tolerate. Hmm. Yeah, so. Uh, in the several instances in the Gita where Krishna speaks of uh, dualities and opposites, um, there's heat and cold, there's happiness and distress, uh, there's uh, success and failure. Those are kind of the three typical. There's also fame and infamy, so reputation, gain, reputation, lost. Uh, loss of reputation, that can be the most difficult. And Krishna says that to Arjuna also. You should fight because what is everyone going to think of you if you don't fight? <laughs> They're just going to make jokes about you. Mm. Uh, so... 
But I think there's something else here. There's tolerance, yes, but there's something else when we, uh, when, he, when we think about what we just read, yoga sta, uh, samatvam yoga, chate. Um, e- being equal, being equiposed, suggesting that there's something beyond both success and failure in all spheres, whether it's spiritual or material. There's something beyond all of that, and that's us, and that's Krishna. And to find that where it really isn't a difference between the success and the failure, that's, well, that's yoga. (laughs) That's what Krishna's saying. There isn't a difference between what we call success and what we call failure. Figure that out. Anyway, something to contemplate. Right. Uh, in any case, what is Krishna, what does Sanjay say at the end of the Gita about this conversation? Yatra Paramati, no, Yatra Yogeshwara Krishna, Yatra Partha Danurdana, Tatra Sri Vijayo. Bhutva, Bhutta, Bhutva. Uh, I'm getting rusty. Tata Shivijayo, Nita, Druvam, etc. <laughs> wherever Arjuna and Krishna are, wherever they, these two are together. In other words, wherever this conversation is uh, going on. Tatra Shri, there is going to be great opulence. Vijaya, victory, so that's success. Um, Bhuta is power, and Nita uh, is morality. All these are going to be present wherever there's Arjuna and Krishna. Yep, so if we can be there with Krishna and Arjuna in all circumstances, then all is going to be well. What do you think? Yes? No? Maybe? Hopefully. Could be. Good chance. (laughs) Okay, shall we do the... um, Hare Krishna sandwich, have a little kirtan again. Grantara Shimad Bhagavad Gita Ki Jai Hare Krishna.